talk about in this area we had Tristan Thompson and <laughs> Chloe Martin, Eddie Murphy, all doing good stand-up to her. It now, is. Trey, don't delight in her demise. Listen to me. Mm. <laughs> A couple of things. Anytime you... First of all, the whole time... The fact that you got with a dude, he already had a pregnant girlfriend, baby mama, whatever. Even if they was off, the girl was walking around pregnant with his baby and you still get with him like it ain't nothing. Yeah, this shit ain't gonna happen to you. You I, lose how you get him. Exactly. Exactly. Child by. Well, what I'm just having a little bit of trouble with is I didn't know any of these people before. You didn't? You know. Oh, you don't follow Spark. Anyway, so I looked at the prior baby mama. She's gorgeous. Isn't she? And self-made as well. Yeah. She is beautiful. Even the side bitch cute. I mean, I would have fucked with her. I mean... video of him in the club getting his meat touched and motorboating that came back <laughs> I hate the name of it motorboat but that video was like in October you mean to tell me TMZ ain't know about that in October and they just got it now I think that's a bunch of boo and with the other video with the girl in front of the hotel, she's looking right into the camera. I feel like that's a homegirl behind a trash bin talking about, okay, I got you. I just feel I like she's comfortable. You. Like, this happens with them on a regular basis. Yeah. Like, we kick it like, as, I mean, we do this all the and time. Every time he in New York. behind this bush this time. Chloe finna have her baby. I need to guarantee videotape us coming out this hotel. Secure the bag, That's all they do. with Bernice. <laughs> She's with Bernice. Isn't it funny? Like, But this is the thing with that whole situation. Y'all do this shit to people all the fucking time. Kardashians. Y'all do it all the time. I don't... Is any regular person that's a a non-celebrity that think that this is gonna go and be real cute for you? I don't know why you You think that. that. Like, this dude... Is obviously a track runner when the women get in their third trimester. (laughs) He is out the damn door. And now they posting stuff like those memes. Chloe doesn't have a name for the baby. (laughs) Damn, what would you gonna name the baby girl? Cause you know, come on. 
you have that during the work in progress of you being pregnant and all of that. And then, like, Kim is like, oh, my God, it's so beautiful. And <laughs> she's I gorgeous. Just, oh, my God, I got to hold her feet. And, da, 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 da. <laughs> and I'm so happy for Chloe. And people was like, I mean, when my siblings have good things going on, I mean, I call them or text them. Like, I don't have to post this on, on Twitter. Media. But we get it. We know that that's, that's the machine yeah. that yeah. they're from. They have to do this. But, um can't say I'm too sad for it because the thing is girl how did you not think that this was gonna happen, happen to, to you? you she wants that happy ending so bad girl. I don't feel bad for her at all I mean no, I don't no. think many people do it's just I'm just so tired of the Kardashians I swear as soon as there's nothing about them Something. something happens this is the most scandalous have something happen to them every damn month family i've ever seen in my life they have extended that 15 minutes to like 80 hours i mean it's like years. i've never seen anything like it yeah i'm just glad they keep calling her the baby mama that <laughs> that's what so she funny is to me. Well, that's what she that's is. so funny whether he me. cheated or not she was the baby mama exactly exactly and then all of these people coming to her defense we, chloe you're such <laughs> tristan you're such a <laughs> We hope that you, you know, we just hate you and all of this stuff. Then none of y'all do this when he left Jordan. Exactly. Yeah, where was all that energy? Where was all of that moxie then? Like, y'all didn't do Not none moxie. of that support, none of that. Because I remember seeing Jordan around doing championship periods and all of that. Like, posting pictures of her as your girlfriend happily in a relationship. Yeah. So, it's like... Come on, bro. Even if him and her broke their relationship off, Chloe, he, I don't want to date no nigga who got a baby just, on the way. Like, really? Like, one would think. But I guess people do one it. I mean, think. he's already got, like, a few girlfriends I'm and just, Chloe. I'm like, just it's so, so sick strange. of this family. I'm just so sick of this family. <laughs> <laughs> they won't go away. No. I, I, I stopped watching them when Kim had that fake wedding to the basketball player <laughs> where I kept, Chris Humphreys, and I was like, okay, I can't. This is over so with. I don't even remember what year it was. Because, again, like, when it first started, I watched the show like everybody else. Right. But then now it's just like, okay, y'all, bye. I can't. I, I can't. just love that they're portraying them just as hood and as ghetto as everybody else. I mean, because that's what they are. They mm -hmm. hood and ghetto as hell. Mm -hmm. They got her and the other girl going to have hood twins born in the same mm -hmm. year. Stop this. But yeah, but nobody will call them hood or ratchet. Exactly. If it was a black woman, it would be hood oh or ratchet. Oh my God. But, you know. But I kind of think they're kind of being portrayed in the same kind of light. Because like, it's getting ridiculous now. I mean, she's no better than Black China at this point. They try to act <laughs> like they were, but she is absolutely Black no China better right here. than Black China. down people with strollers. Is she really girl? is not. <laughs> so, now we talked about Miss Tamar and the snatch of the wig, but now there is more drama in the Braxton family as it relates to Vincent the Herbert <laughs> and the sisters. I just think Tamar really needs some mental help like she, no good can come from this situation and she's still protecting this man and i just really don't feel like her mother would lie about domestic abuse in the home and the way that other family members are acting on the show is as if they've <clears throat> known this for a while mm -hmm. it's a lot of secrets in that family oh and i get it because i mean it seems like they protected her for a long, long time, time as long as they could especially with the way that she dogs out 
their whole relationship situations from all of her sisters. She dogs their situations out completely. And they've known this for a while. Like, but this nigga putting his hands on you, doing this and this and that. But you want to dog our husbands out on our reality show? Like, they ain't shit. But ain't none of us walking around with bruises and black eyes or whatever else you got going on. The mental abuse, verbal abuse. Yeah. All of these different things. And it's like, I don't like the fact that she can throw the rock and hide her hand. Like, she'll yeah. say all of that to them. And then when they get on her case, she want to get up, grab her purse, yep. leave, not be mature enough to just handle the discuss this discussion. And then try to play the young card. Well, I'm the youngest, this and this and that. Tamar, you've been divorced before. And you don't have to necessarily go through the exact same thing somebody is going through to have empathy for them like you're 40 you're not 19 you are younger mm -hmm. than your sisters but you are a very you're adult a woman. woman yeah well i mean that's because they created that monster yeah. and that's why they call her monster, they, monster. They, they created that animal <laughs> they kept and kept enabling her behavior spoiling her rotten i mean she is who she is because they let her be that way Point blank in the period. But something must stop. I mean, <clears throat> Jesus. She's like that with her family. I like seeing Tamar with her friends. When yeah. she's with her sister, she comes off very unlikable. Horribly. But when she's with her friends and those types of relationships that she have, I like her a lot, mm -hmm. a lot more. Yeah, absolutely. So what about Emily and Fab? I've got one thing to say about this. Emily been chasing that man who don't want her. <laughs> And now we're here with a domestic violence situation. I mean, no, no man should put their hand <clears> on a woman. But Emily, shouldn't you had left him alone a long time ago? He didn't want you. Mm -hmm. I think he's even stated that in so many ways that he did not want to be with you. He just had a baby with you. Yeah, that, um, yeah, too. Because when we were first, the first time I was introduced to Emily was on Love and Hip Hop New York when it first, first came out. And she had this whole woe is me mentality and just yeah, kind of sad. sad about the whole yeah. like existence of their relationship it just came across sad then not too long after that you have Kimbella coming telling you that while y'all was together she fucked them you know what i'm saying so it's just like disrespect after disrespect he has never really graciously shown her as his girl like it's uh, if they're on pictures together it's usually with the children so he seems to be the person who is i'm cool with the family aspect but you as my girlfriend or should be wife at this point i'm not with that now as far as this domestic violence scene that took place fabulous has always come across as this cool chill laid-back rapper that i actually enjoy his music but i can separate the man from this this is some straight bullshit mm -hmm. you can tell that that girl was scared anytime a woman is screaming crying and running That's away so from you with her father who is her protector mm -hmm. that she called to protect her from you there and you charge at her and she's still scared. You can tell that this is something that has been going on Absolutely. for a long period of time. Anytime you can punch, reportedly, punch somebody seven times in their face, that ain't the first time you done put your hands on them. To the point of knocking their teeth out. You know how hard you have mm -hmm. to hit somebody to do that? That's bone. Like, that's hitting your hand. So, you just mad. And she supposedly called her daddy to help him daddy get... Daddy and brother. Mm -hmm. Yeah, guns out of the house. Yeah. But she was scared that he was going to use them on her. Hold up, boo. At that point, leave. 
You scared that he gonna use a gun on you? Like, what happened? What did you do? Like, has this happened before? Has he threatened you with a gun? All of this behavior sounds like it's nothing new. It's happened before. And I mean, he was going at her like she was a stranger invading his privacy and trying to comfort his family. I think the best thing that ever happened to Emily, because clearly she did not have the strength to get out on her own. Mm -hmm. I think the best thing that could have happened for her towards her recovery of getting out of this process, it for it to go viral. Mm -hmm. Because now all of these eyes are on the situation. And I think this will actually help, hopefully, give her the strength to leave. Because mm -hmm. like you said, this has definitely been happening for a long tell. time. And it's just sad that some women... Um, feel like they can't leave a situation like that for whatever reason and yeah. it's just a sad situation i mean all i kept thinking about i remember meeting fab years ago in atlanta i mean he's nothing he's no bigger than a spit and i mean and i don't know and i always in my mind i was like if a dude is that little and i, I know i'm a bigger <laughs> girl but if a dude is, i mean i just i'm trying to imagine how hard his hit it, like he could knock somebody's teeth i mean Fab is literally this big, and I'm not trying to sound ignorant or anything, but mm -hmm. he's not a sizable guy in no fight. Well, when he's have her, he has control over her. He has mind control over Maybe her, she and she's down. scared of him yeah. already. And then I think part of this is like women getting comfortable with the lifestyle that they have as That's to why you won't leave somebody. And my thing is, look. You got kids by him. He going to have to give you a sizable amount of income until they grow. But get your own thing going. You should have had your own thing going before you just aligned yourself with somebody that you felt like all I have to do is be here. And it don't matter what he do. I can turn a blind out of everything to be, you know, draped in the best designer, this designer, that or that kind of lifestyle. But you in fear for your life. In your own home, in front of your kids, because I seen him post like. This picture, it was her, it ended up being her daughter's birthday, which was so sad because I know this whole thing overshadowed her daughter's birthday celebration. And he posted like a happy birthday shout out to her daughter saying like, I watched you grow from a, you know, whatever, from a little baby to a lady and all this. And I seen some people in the comments were like, and they watched you put your yeah, hands on their mama. And I cannot take these dudes who like, the world trying to take another black yeah, man yeah, down. Yeah. And this and this. Ain't yeah. nobody take... He the one who messing up his family structure. Ain't nobody else do that. It just got... It just so happened this time to get caught on fan. We and see it. Have. This ain't no rumor. This ain't nothing that we can't see. We see this. And we can, you know, put it into our own interpretation. But he the one messing up his family. Ain't nobody doing that. Well, I mean, it's very common to always blame everyone else but the person that is solely responsible for the bullshit. It's, exactly. it's, it's classic. Because it's the internet fault that he doing beating his girlfriend up. It's the internet fault that Chloe went into labor when the bitch was due. Like, come on. It's, it's yeah. Child but, I mean, it's, it's very common for women to stay in situations they know they don't really need to be in. And... That's that relationship sunken place. I told y'all it's real. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and <laughs> let's go ahead and get into our main topic that is focusing on black culture and how black culture received the movie that came out, The Black Panther. So forever. Yes. <laughs> yes. I like to personally say I think Although it was a fictional film, we talk, I talked about this at a, 
um, event that I hosted a few uh, last weekend. I think it gave black culture a different, I gave them, gave them a new hope, I think, and it could, because they saw themselves in a much more positive light in a community where the economy was good, um, the, the people living there were intelligent, they were the engineers and the scientists and mathematicians of the area that they were living in. So I think it had a great influence. I love seeing everybody come out with their Afrocentric looks. I, I just thought it was a great community period event. And I, I hope that it continues to um, keep rolling. Um, even the tiny, small cities that you don't really see the black folks come out to stuff. They came out for Black Panther in their, in their garb. And I thought it was great. Um, my students that I teach dance to have a, a completely different outlook on who they can be. And I thought, I think that was great. They just came back with their heads a little bit higher after watching that movie. And so I think we need more like it, even if it's characters that are not real. I think we need, you know, more movies like it. Well, I mean, um, what is it? The other one is coming out on April 27th? Avengers. Avengers. I have to watch the whole backstory. Morris has a whole slew of things I'm supposed to watch prior to the Avengers. Mm -hmm. but, so you um, understand. <laughs> absolutely. But I definitely agree. I mean, just looking at the statistics, I mean, Black Panther thus far has brought in over $1.3 billion and has beat Titanic and is now, what, the third movie of all time and i mean that just lets you know that we can bring in the numbers yeah, absolutely you know i think it has changed the scope of hollywood mm -hmm. I, I hope it does one can only hope but i mean it's exactly what you said it is a feel-good movie optics matter representation matters i mm -hmm. think it Definitely. showed our kids that wow, there's a superhero that looks like me. Mm -hmm. um, they're into engineering, all these different things that you just mentioned before, and it's a really dynamic and timeless movie that we really needed right now. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. it was so needed, and I know that this is a past due conversation, but I mean, we're still talking about it right now because it's still affecting yeah. our moods. Yeah, and it's been what a month. Mm -hmm. Yeah, almost two. Almost two months. Two, yeah. Almost yeah. two. It yeah. still feel good for me. <laughs> Um, I'm excited about the release of the DVD, which I probably will be purchasing. Oh, Not yeah, probably. I will be. <laughs> that movie did a lot of things, and I think that it was very necessary and very needed because it gives you a different side of things than that were always portrayed in movies, these stereotypical roles or these angry roles and things like that. This movie gave a lot of people a sense of pride, a sense of opportunity, and a space to say, hey, I could be this type of person. Like, I don't like that the world acts like people don't get that it's a superhero movie. We get that it's a superhero movie, but there are also things about it that were directly related to African roots mm -hmm. and how the difference between Africans and African Americans mm -hmm. engage and encounter each other and the things that they think about each other and just the symbolism and some things that are just unspoken in that movie that you just see that brings tears to your eyes tears of joy happiness mm -hmm. pride and just puts a different kind of thought process out when you leave the theater this is one of few movies like today's day and time where people are going to see this movie two times mm -hmm. three times four times at the theaters i've heard people talking about just buying tickets for little kids who may not have the opportunity to see these types of things or the funds to go so i love that it was celebrated like that and we wore our garb. 
the the guys want to go, the girls want to go, people of all ages now, little kids want to be this character for Halloween and just they get so excited about it. Seeing the little kids in school when oh, yeah, they Halloween found out Halloween yes. gonna be dope this year, yeah. When the little kids found out they got to go and they were dancing like super <laughs> like all of that stuff <laughs> just made me feel to go to Ron so Clark's Academy. good. I swear I want to send my baby to Georgia. the one that they're coming down the thing yes. dancing when they make yes. the That was the school yes. with the little boy that was, oh, that was dancing that on that the was, chair. That was Ron Clark It's in Atlanta. Atlanta. Oh, okay. Yeah. And okay. I, I mean, all of that imagery, I just, yeah. it made me so super happy and excited yeah. about the movie and then knowing behind the scenes that there's so many black people, young black people involved in this project. That's like a win, 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 win that keeps on giving. Yeah. And they can turn this into so many different things. Again, I am not a comic book head, Me so either. I have absolutely no idea what comes next. But I can only imagine there's going to be so many different things. I can't deny it. Yeah, so I'm excited about like this whole gamut of Black Pantherism. I really got to read some comic books or something. I got to get the backstory <laughs> before Avengers comes out because I'm lost. So, okay, so we talk about Black Panther and just how they had Wakanda set up in the economy. That kind of leads us into talking about just in our African-American culture here in the United States and the fact that in our neighborhoods, how many real small businesses do we own? I mean, outside of the barbershops and the salons um, and a few restaurants here and there, we do have a few mom and pop restaurants that, you know, do catering and whatever, whatnot, but... I think it's important, even after, especially after watching this movie, I think it's something that we've always known. There was a Black Wall Street in Tulsa, Oklahoma, mm -hmm. and it's yeah. something that could definitely be brought back in this day and time. You do have so many black business owners. Um, you see it happening in like places like Houston and Atlanta, where you have heavily saturated groups of progressive black people, and they're starting to do it there. Because I don't know if you guys remember, Angela Rye was talking about how, like, we need to start buying black, like banking with black yeah. banks. And that she sent out a list. Yeah. None mm -hmm. of that stuff was here in Tampa. Because I remember yeah. looking yeah. for a black bank to at least deposit yep. a, a couple yep. thousand with, just mm -hmm. to see what y'all going to do with my money. But yeah, there was nothing really here in Tampa to even get it started here. So when you're in a smaller metropolitan that you don't have as many progressives like in Atlanta or D.C. or Houston, how do you buy back? <clears throat> the black neighborhood because i mean so suitcase city you got west tampa you got you know what you call it yes, okay, mm -hmm. okay. i was just over there you remember <laughs> you were there for the event last week and they have that beautiful community yeah. center back in the cut i had no idea about that I had no idea it was back there um but yeah like stuff like that like in this in towns like Tampa, which is a lot of them. Most of you United States are mm -hmm. smaller cities like a Tampa. How do you do that? I think we have to make it our business to support each other. Um, make sure that you try to do something. I'm not saying that every single thing you do can necessarily be done with a black business because yeah. we just don't have that many of them. Like we don't have grocery stores here. We don't have banks and things like that, but just try and support. Like, I, of course it's easy and natural for us to support the beauty shops and the barber shops mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But you know, there are personal trainers. There are uh, car washes. There are a whole bunch of things. It just takes an extra amount of research because the businesses 
are pretty much small. They don't have, they can't compete with Walmart. They can't compete with Publix. Mm -hmm. They can't compete with places like that. But word of mouth is a good way. Um, there are different apps like Black Wall Street where people can put the businesses in their city that they see fit to be on that list to say, hey, this I went to this barbershop and it's like the best experience I've ever had. Put it on the list so that when people come in town, they'll know about it. Or the people that are in town and have no idea about Where it, you have to. Stuff. I think we have to make that extra effort. I try to buy to buy something mm -hmm. at least once a month yep. that's supporting yep. a black business owner. Now with e-commerce, I mean a lot of things are taking place online, so you don't have like the brick and mortar stores anymore that you can walk up to. But it's important, even events like the event you just did last week there's a problem that i see in the tampa bay area it's like everybody wants to wait and see until this happens or that happens and when you do that these events lose momentum and the steam mm -hmm. that they need to keep going because they need the funds to stay and remain afloat if you don't support it this may be the one and only event that this group mm -hmm. has and you can see like Oh man, it looks good. I understand schedules are different. You can't make everything all of the time, but that's what's needed. It needs to be continuous, consistent support and and putting it out there. Support is going further than spending your dollars with it. It's like we are in this post society where we post a picture of everything we do, eat, buy, drink, and everything like that. If you get a good product, share it. Some people might want it as well. I think it's also about us knowing where to find out, like um, mm -hmm. sources like Black in the Bay that Keisha Pickett does. Mm -hmm. um, her list is more localized, so you know what's right. going on around the Tampa Bay area as far as black businesses and black events. Um, I just think that Tampa has always had an issue with, just like you said, being consistent with the support. We will support mm -hmm. something that first time because it's new and it's fresh. It's a new pop-up shop or a new event or a new store. And we'll go because of the newness. And then eventually it will die yeah. down. And so it's just being loyal to yeah. the many black businesses that we do have here. And I think our culture, we have been stifled we don't know the resources how to start our own businesses um there's so many you know different elements to do so and i think that if we just got over that fear and actually stepped out i mean i think all of us have something that we could do to bring a little entrepreneurial mm -hmm. you know income back to us or spread it out to our community in some way shape or form even with this podcast i mean mm -hmm. just giving back in some way so we just kind of have to step out of our boxes because we're yeah. so compartmentalized sometimes. We don't step out. I think it's definitely very true that people will sh definitely show up in numbers the, mm -hmm. for the first time. Well, the first mm -hmm. time is always yeah. chunky. The first event <laughs> that a black person does in this town, oh, you're going to have numbers, mm -hmm. is when you run it back again that the numbers start to drop. And it's for no reason. It's not that people yeah. didn't have a good time. Exactly. It's That's not that people crazy. didn't enjoy it. It's not that people didn't inbox you and say, oh, we ain't going to do it again. <laughs> And then, they don't, and then come. they don't come. And I don't know if it's just, I, I don't know how Atlanta and Houston and LA and DC are able to keep They're the chocolate numbers cities. Going. Exactly. Yeah. This isn't a chocolate, chocolate city. city. Absolutely. We it's have more chocolate saturated. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And most of them are transplants. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, um, you know, as you know, my husband, he's been having events. He's the only promoter that's been doing things now 
over 10 years that still has events and he has to constantly reinvent himself and do new titles and do new events just to bring in new people because our age group no longer goes it's a whole mm -hmm. new age group that goes now because it's again it's that flux it's not consistent we always are looking for the new thing and then we like well i already went once i'm gonna stay home and watch netflix i know like <laughs> we, we did a, um the, uh, these young guys um, did an MLK brunch over in the, these really nice apartments mm -hmm. where Monique had her mm -hmm. birthday yeah. party. And I was like, I, and I thought to myself, this was really nice. Mm -hmm. I hope they do it again. Did they do mm -hmm. it again? Well, well this was, was the first year, year yeah. doing it. It was oh, really MLK. nice yeah. for MLK weekend. It was really nice. And I was like, it was a lot of people showed up. It was packed. And it was, you know, between 25 and about 35. I think my husband was the oldest person there. Yeah. Him and somebody else's <laughs> husband. But, um, but yeah, it was a great event and I was sitting back thinking and they were very urban trend on trend, young, progressive guys, maybe in their mid to late twenties that did it. And I was like, I hope they do it again. And I'm wondering if they're going to get this number the well, next hopefully time. Hopefully they're local and not college students who might end up moving. I don't, they, I don't think they were college kids. I think they were like, you know, like your new entry level PWC guys mm -hmm. and the guys that work at like the new IT places yeah. down by International. I think they were that group, the new group of like young professionals that have just graduated from maybe USF or Tuskegee, whatever, and have mm -hmm. located, relocated here to Tampa. But stuff like that that you go to and you're like, oh, I want them to do this again and then the next year you're looking for and it's not and it's not there mm -hmm. it's not there again consistency is key yeah, yeah hopefully they do other events because the MLK brunch is going to be an annual thing right so yeah. people can easily forget about it well see yeah exactly they have to have some intermittent things mm -hmm. in between otherwise that momentum is going to go down they need to do like something yeah. What is that? Maybe name? a quarterly event because I didn't know anything about it until you told me. I think Splash Dejaris had told me about it. There, they. I don't even know if they have a group name. I think that was just the name on the the flyer that mm -hmm. they had okay. out, and it was like a private event because you didn't even know where it was located until you paid for it to go. And I, I love events like that that mm -hmm. you actually pay for, it, and then they'll send you the exclusive spot that you're going to. And I think that was kind of dope because you don't get all the riffraff showing up. Yeah. But, um, I thought it was. A, I thought it. <laughs> no, I really, really thought it was a, a great event. And, and talking about riffraff. Oh God, Jesus! <laughs> what we doing? <laughs> How do we? Okay, uh, the black neighborhood is I'm very. So no, in my opinion, and we've always been like this. Very split. You have your black progressives, progressives, that have moved out of your hoods and your various projects, and then you have folks that. Whether or not they live there or not, we think being in the suburbs or not, they have still this very rich hood mentality. Like, everything is a shortcut. Everything is government assistant. I'm speaking to it because I've heard kids even say stuff that I just thought was completely inappropriate. Um, it's still all about, you know, I still, nigga, I just got out of jail, nigga. Like, that's something to be proud of. The glorification. Of. Yeah. Of yeah. Of bad behavior. I mean, did y'all see that video of the little girl teaching her sister how to read or showing her sister how to read? And then at the yeah. end of the video, you think it's a good video, and in the end, it <laughs> says... Yeah, my but I can't give you no money hit. until my child support hits. <laughs> Why do you even know? And she it? that little. Now, yep. what do you, and the verbiage, my child support hit. Uh -huh. That's a, like, I'm yeah. like, no, no. <laughs> so to me, that's just going to start a cycle in that little girl's head that says, well, if I do have a baby, it's cool because I'm just getting child support. And, that's what a lot and of girls you know, when that hit, I have my money. No, no, yeah. sweetie. No. We have to do a lot of redirecting. And. 
it's very hard because you're playing a dangerous game. And I say that to say because environments play a huge influence on whatever they're absorbing. Yeah. And it's usually you're going to be just like it or a complete opposite. It's very little times is there any gray area. And it's like you could be their mentor. You could be their teacher or somebody on TV, a celebrity that they admire so much. But when they go home, is that energy reinforced? Or is mm -hmm. somebody telling her, shut up, that girl don't know everything. That 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 half of that went to college that you looking up to. She don't know <laughs> right. every damn thing. She ain't even got no kids. Tell her to have some kids of her own. Exactly. You know, all of that. And oh, then my. the little girl is made to oh, feel yeah. bad about trying to progress her life or see something different in life. And sometimes they suck succumb to that it's a lot it takes a lot for a person whose environment is not supportive yeah. and the things that they should be supportive in to step out of that and see a, a brighter side of life because they succumb to things all the time it's a cycle it, it is a cycle and the mentors who care the teachers who care the, <laughs> the people who are involved in that person's life externally i think more than just building a relationship with a child, you have to work on building a relationship with the parent or whoever is raising them because you want to make sure that what you're doing is not being done in vain and, yep. and they don't get it and they don't receive it. Or some people get so jealous, like yep. you're not doing anything to help enrich your child's life, but somebody is and they're singing that person's praises and <laughs> then you like, uh-uh, you get jealous and pull them out of the program. Well, um, I just had a conversation with somebody about this. Um, that's that person's insecurity and that resentment, that, oh, she, that regret that she has with her own life. And those are her own issues. And now she's putting it back on this person because she knows that she can't provide right. that type of life that maybe the godmother or the auntie or whatever or is providing back. Yeah, or the mentor or the teacher that's providing back to that child. And it's just... It's sad. It's selfish, but it it's also that person has something within them that they need to work on. There, there's clearly something. And that's why I say you have to take it to the level yeah. of actually engaging in the parent and seeing what, what her mindset is. What's her education level? What Does she have any goals or hobbies or things she never got an opportunity to do or weren't supported or thinks that she, like, I can't do it. <laughs> you know, like, she thinks she doesn't have a chance or it's too late. Yeah. You know, because... A child that is full of light, that doesn't have the self-esteem or the encouragement that they need, it's very hard to get them out of that place. When the time you got parents encouraging their kids to fail certain examinations so they can get a state check? Wait, oh, yeah. Huh? Or not get a job yeah. when they're teenagers because their rent going to go up or they're not going to get as much as in food stamps mm -hmm. or whatever other assistance. If you do that, they're going to make me pay rent. Okay, you... I'm all the way to working age now at this point you should have tried to get on your feet so that i can do with my life or the ones who their kid like i don't like a teenager's responsibility when they get their first little part-time teenage job should not be to help with the light bill. exactly that should be teaching them how money works save your money do these types of things with your money and as a teenager of course let them splurge and have their little fun with buying whatever fashionable or technology thing that they want but it should not be that burden like especially like single parents that have sons and they make the little the, boy the feel like into the, the man, husband of the provider yeah. of the house that's that transference that's a not lot healthy. no it's not and it it really does affect the child the child really never had a childhood if you're around here damn near raising your other siblings mm -hmm. yeah and then being quote unquote the 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 
man in your mother's life. And, and, and it's just... It's a cycle. It's a cycle and it continues. And we have to find a way to break that cycle. And, and I think it goes back to what you said, Jenna, in terms of breaking that cycle. When you have people that are a part of like um, Junior Achievement, Girl Scouts, you have people that are part of your Boys and Girls Club. My brother's a director of one and that's all he deals with. Are those kids in that neighborhood who lack in their households. They come in there with all kind of crazy stories. So when you have people that are constantly in those kids' ears with positive affirmation, with redirecting, even if they're going back home to a place that's like, uh-uh, just because Mr. Lewis told you that because he got mm -hmm. a degree, it don't mean... That nigga don't know everything. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm it saying? Knows. And you have folks that come in to these community centers and stuff to speak to the kids because they have various backgrounds. I mean, you're going to always have that combativeness, but if you have a community of black progressives that continue to do it, it just, in spite of all of that, you will get one or two kids that will mm -hmm. make it out of those situations. Yeah. And I think that's what it, it takes that I love to see, like, especially because it, it's a need for black men that are progressive to come back to some of these neighborhood yep. events and speak because that's what they lack is yep. seeing black male figures in front of them. Um, even at regular, even I did. Mm -hmm. We need to reach back and give yeah. back. We we have to because the you're not people who don't look like us ain't gonna do it. Damn sure you can't <laughs> depend on them, and I wouldn't depend on them because they don't even they know don't what our struggles the are. Experience. A lot of times, but it, you're not gonna change the psychology of the parents. She too far gone. Baby daddy, he locked up somewhere. Child, Tyree. So let me ask you this. Did your brother in those instances ever try to speak with the parent as far oh, as... Oh, absolutely. Cause he's, I would just like to know some of the feedback you have that he to, I received. think you have to. Yeah, I mean, there's been... And then there's been several times where he's requested to see the parent. And they don't and show up. They don't show up. Yeah. My dad was the principal in, in the black elementary school. He would take kids home several times because parents would just not show up. To, and he would get to the house. Nobody's there. And he would literally mm -hmm. have to sit out there in his car with the five-year-old. This is a baby. Yeah. Waiting on nobody, somebody yeah. to come home. So, I mean, a lot of times it's just the lack of... Remember too. that, and they feel abandoned. Yeah, they feel age. embarrassed. Yeah, and it's yeah. a lot of this yeah. too came from like when government assistance and all of these things initially started. It was supposed to be for a short period of time, and then it then they started restructuring the rules to where like if we give you this, there can't be a man in the household. The father can't be there. Yep. And yep. so that helped break down the black family structure yep. a lot because yep. either, you know, the man wasn't there to begin there with, he wouldn't come yep. back or they were sneaking, trying to have, you know, he don't live here, but he live here and these type of things. So it, yep. a lot of it was by design to yep. break down structure. Yep. And then it just word. became, people depended on it so much that they never took the time out to try to get away from that. Break, go further than that because mm -hmm. this shit, it was, it was only designed for a, spe a, a specific yeah. period yeah. of time. It wasn't supposed to be a lifestyle. Yeah. That's what I don't like. When you make yeah. a lifestyle out of this and mm -hmm. you able body and you have enough education to go out there that's, that's and what get something of in. your own. <laughs> yeah. Like th this wasn't supposed to be a yeah. lifestyle. Well, I just think that... <laughs> Let me hush. Go, go, go ahead, Trey. <laughs> no, I just think that a system that was not designed for, for you from the beginning exactly. is not a system you should depend on, period. Exactly. The government and the way it is set up, the United States and the way that it was set up, hell, 
it was not designed for African American people to thrive. So mm-hmm. to, we, weren't to even, thrive. we weren't even considered humans. humans. Dogs right. were higher levels. Than Absolutely. Them. So my thing is, is this for a system that wasn't even des- designed to ensure that you become a successful human being? Why in the hell are you depending on it for your livelihood? If it's if it, if it's designed for you to fail from the beginning, and that's what I wish that some of our brothers and sisters in some of these other neighborhoods who are still living in this mindset would grab a hold of like it's not worth it for me to be on government assistance especially if i'm an able-bodied person that can go out and get a job now it's one thing if you need it like you're elderly or something like that right that's the people i feel so bad yeah if you're elderly or you have some sort of like um you have a kid that does have a real mental challenge and you're having to stay home with them yeah Yeah, disability or something like that you really can't work right but for the person the girl who is just having babies because she has a uterus to hold them and she is just on government assistance. And she's about to run out with this baby. So I need to have another yeah, baby. Yeah. It, well, again, that's, that's that cycle of behavior. If you're surrounding yourself, interpersonal relationships are real. If you're interpersonal relationship and you're surrounded by like-minded people mm-hmm. who glorify that type yeah. of existence, no, they're not going to go above and beyond because that's all that they know. And again, like you said before, it's about breaking that chain of thought, breaking that chain of cycle. You know, it's it's a hard situation when that's all you know. So it's that exposure. And then what pisses me off is when people in these situations become prideful about the wrong shit. Yep. When people it's try to help pride. them yeah. or do yeah. something like there are programs like Dress for Success. I don't want to wear no used suit on no interview. Like stuff like that. It's like, how dare you? It's like somebody is trying to help you make a way. Even the people that you see successful that may not have been a product of government assistance or things like that are, that are educated and have flourishing careers. A lot of people still have very humble beginnings when they first start their careers. I mean, you make a certain amount of money and you can only do a certain amount of things, but it's something in you that says, hey, I want more. Bottom I'm going to work. Now we hear exactly like I want more. I'm mm-hmm. going to work towards yeah. getting more. I'm not just going to be okay and happy with these little beans that they throwing out to me. And you have to get your mind out of that. You cannot be prideful and need a handout at the same time. Well, there was a shift because I remember when my parents were growing up. They tried their hardest not to be on government assistance. Yeah. That's not something that they were yep. proud of. Yeah. Right. My daddy would be like, no, you didn't glorify being no. on assistance. It was embarrassing. And it, was. It, was, yeah, <laughs> it was embarrassing. It wasn't something that you wanted anyone to know. And now you're finding, and I'm talking about grown people yes, that have jobs around here talking about I got such and such as EBT card and mm. I'm finna go get me some shrimp and some stuff. It's, it's, I see the post yeah, of, it's, got my food stamps hit today, yeah, blue card loaded. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, it's, what? It's glorified all across the board and it's just it was a shift. Yeah, it It's a lot and that transitions well into the importance, importance of, of education. education. <laughs> Very well. Like, yeah. The thing, even even for people who have a desire to be progressive, the people who are just sitting around being lazy, the importance of education plays a lot into it. Like you were just talking about like being a black business owner, you still have to educate yourself on a lot of the things that it takes to do that. Uh, supporting black businesses, banks and all of these things. But if you just want, if it's something, there has to be something that you want to do. Even if it's a trade, a trade, college, exactly. Education is important because your hands-on experience and real education is gonna help you do it. Wallet, yes. So, (laughs) 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 
so no here yeah. here's the thing about th- this too what i hate is what they they took out of the high schools and middle schools are your trades mm-hmm. like your home economics like your wood shop Trey, you needed that um <laughs> <laughs> the shade of I took, you know what i took clothing construction that's partially where i learned how to sew but i think they got rid of that a few mm-hmm. years after i graduated this is back in the 90s I don't even think you can go unless you go to a performing arts Wait, school. Wait, pause. Was that different from home ec? You didn't learn yeah. how to sew in home Yeah, you had yeah, clothing class, construction. Like, oh. Yeah, it was all. We learned how to sew in home ec. Too. No, home mm-hmm. ec was in my high school. It was more about food, food and domestic yeah. things like that. Yep. And then there was another like design class. Yep. Was and it was like a complete design class where you learn how to sew a pattern. And I mean, it was all you did was sew. Mm-hmm. And so stuff like that has been taken out of yeah, they don't they don't fund the things like that the all of the arts have, ta- have been taken out so you have kids who are not the most academic but they're amazing with their hands mm-hmm. like you take a kid who cannot add two plus two but they can go out here and build you a fire pit, a pit mm-hmm. at the age of seven just because that's the way they think but they've taken that type of art out of the schools and so you leave a lot of kids when they come out of high school with not sure where to go. I think that partially happened with my husband because he was a trade thinker. Now, I think at his school, they did have trades, but if you're not encouraging, like you can go here, you can do this. These are your options. If you're not going to go to a traditional four-year college for the academics, then you you have a kid that's kind of like, well, what do I do? And then they get caught up in the riffraff of life, like just kind of working whatever and then dealing with whomever yeah. and then now you've got kids to deal with it, it and then it just becomes a mess and it becomes a huge mess for our kids so that's why i think there know. it has to be encouraged like we push um your traditional academics heavy and i think that's amazing because our kids are very smart and they're brilliant but i think it also has to be an avenue for kids who don't think with that side of the brain but are more artistic now, thinkers now oh, i'm sorry go ahead you know i think that is very important because um, growing up, it wasn't super, super encouraged. It was avail- available, mm-hmm. but I was more of an academic. You know what I'm saying? I knew that that was going to be my route. But there are people that are better with their hands and learn how to do certain things. And these are the people now that we say they own their own business. Yep. They These All are the people that work for themselves them while some of us have mm-hmm. these huffs and puffs about every day going into a corporate a office of something like... I'm skilled at it, but I don't really like to do it that much. Like it's, it bores me and I totally admire. I remember one of my friends, my male friends in college, he used to always say, whenever I have kids, they going to learn a trade. He was like, that is so important. He was like, I mean, I get where we at and we on this path and this route, but trade skills are important because it's a lot of stuff that a computer can't handle. A lot of our job, like the academic things, they're building computers to try to phase us out. And, you know, they want everybody to be like these hybrids in corporate America now. We want you to have you to like IT, this background in IT. Oh, yeah, that they want you to be a hybrid. Mm-hmm. So a trade and education, mm-hmm. that I think that that works well because it's going to be a long time from now that trade skills are going to be phased out like i still need a human to do my hair Mm -hmm. i still need a human to work on my car i still need a human to you know fix my garage door or whatever the trade is like there are trades that and these people own their own businesses and are flourishing yeah and so then they learn the other sides of like the business once they become business owners and it's it's about educating yourself and working up the same way we work our way up but now in school even with little mo i mean he's only going to kindergarten and 
by the time you get to kindergarten, your child is has to read, know how to add. I mean, it's a whole different level now. Like, little Mo's on a level like where we would have been at, like, second grade by the time he gets to kindergarten. Mm -hmm. Everything is STEM-related. Everything is all about academics. There is no mention <laughs> Of a trade, yeah. it's a whole. I mean, he knows how to work ABC Mouse computer programs. That's what they do in, v, we, in VPK. Technology. Yeah, <laughs> technology based, you know and we're saying? trying to keep up with the it's, Japanese. Yeah, it's a whole. <laughs> we are. They the it's, ones who create all of this technological it's stuff. Just that the way we you use. said it. I mean, we are. Yeah, yeah. I, I will say this: like, I know, like our parents' generation. I know one of the first things I learned growing up was how to sew. I didn't want to learn how to cook. That was just my own attitude. But I know one of the things my mom taught me how to do was to learn how to sew. And and to your point about what your friend said, you were like, my kids are going to learn a trade. And I think nowadays, unfortunately, it's, it's going to be left up to the parents to teach whatever that trade is going to be. Because unless you send your kid to a performing arts school or some sort of tech school, high school, where they can get that type of additional education, it's going to be strictly math science gear mm -hmm. and I, that's I fine but i'm just saying not every kid's dna works yeah. like that and, and that's, that's why unfortunate. they have tampa bay tech here mm -hmm. that um still offers some of those platforms as far as relates to a trade but i also think there was a stigma placed on people who I was did just a trade say as that. Yeah. you are less than yeah that's true. and they focused on education that exactly. you were better than so everybody went this way when there was actually nothing wrong with having yeah. a trade and there was a stigma place on They it. made it look bad. Like yeah. all you're going to be is a, like a greasy mechanic. Yeah. Or all you're going to be is bad. like somebody yeah. who just works for somebody else. Not putting into place that people who have trades, they own business yeah. as well. They don't have to necessarily work for anybody. Nope. You know what I'm saying? Like your house has an air conditioner. You need somebody to come Listen, fix that. Refrigerator. <laughs> like all Mama. of these different things. <laughs> I think that there was a, a discredit to trade skills That's when true. we were coming about. Absolutely. They looked down on it like, no, you need to go to college and be this corporate executive. And yep. that, that was... That was brain, uh, that was mind play with that too because it's like I'm promoting these kids to go and work for my brainchild, mm -hmm. my business. Not if they have a trade, they can build their own business. Yep. It was a little It was a little play involved in that too. There was no mention of trade when we was in high it school. Was, and it was, they made College it like prep. people went to tech school. <laughs> like our high school yeah. was structured based on education and the people who went to tech school, they did that. And it was yeah. usually people that had lower GPAs mm -hmm. and bad grades. So it, that kind of made it look down, it be looked down upon like, oh, so they can't get their grades right. They, this is the only way they can graduate. And we have to be cognizant. And like you said, everybody doesn't think the same thing. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of people who have art, artsy minds. Yeah. People are very analytical. And then there are people that are good with their hands. And, and however else people learn, we have to keep that in mind. Yes. Because it's not, everybody does not learn that same structure that's been in place. But again, I do see that there's a shift in the thinking as we get older and how we are going to relay that information to our children. Mm -hmm. You know, I definitely feel like we are going to put more importance on entrepreneurship and trade. Because I feel like our parents, their mentality was go to college and work. My yep. mother was just yeah. like, stay on base, go to one job, stay there. Morris' daddy says all the time, get your pension. Mm -hmm. Stay in one place for 35 years and, and get your pension. That is gone. You, don't, you don't need to do all this other stuff. Just work. 
work and that's all you need to do is work and they don't understand when we're like we want to follow our passion Mm -hmm. and we want to own a business and they were like how you gonna do that you need work Mm -hmm. work from 30 years go to school and work Mm -hmm. that's all you need to do and they had that mentality and we're seeing that it doesn't necessarily have to be that way and also i think too um i know there's something i'm gonna teach my kids um and because my dad somewhat instilled us always to have a side hustle like it's great mm-hmm. to have a nine to five but keep multiple sources mm-hmm. of income like whatever right. other talents and skills and he wasn't a huge fan of me dancing growing up <laughs> but then once he saw i could make money on the mm-hmm. side doing it as a supple as supplement income then he became a fan but i think that's definitely going to be something that whatever your skill set is outside of your nine to five use that skill set to generate additional sources of income so um that kind of leads us into talking about because we let me tell you something the black culture we are great at hustling and we have given a huge contribution to these united states of america with our talents gifts and crafty ways you know my statement is we make make shit live like black (laughs) people like we we are we do like i feel like we do can't nobody tell us different like you can't well, my thing is this. They always say, what have you done to contribute to this country? I'm like, try to Everything. run this country without us. Try to stop yeah. at a damn red light, for God's sake. How about I mean, hundreds like, of years of free labor this, that built your built family legacies? Yes, exactly. exactly. Like, hundreds of years of free labor that our ancestors used. Their hard, you know, blood, sweat, and tears. The work of their backs. And built this country on for free. That's how you have your family legacies and ownership of these buildings and businesses that your great, 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 great grandkids don't even have to worry about fending for anything. They can just actively, without a threat, pursue their dreams and Mm -hmm. fail at it, do it again, start from the bottom. You know, and we have to go bust our ass work 10 times as hard just to be seen as somewhat equal. Because they don't, still don't see us as equal. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So the hundreds of years of free labor that we did, that's what we contributed. This country wouldn't be afloat if it wasn't for that. Like, okay, they say if we're not happy here, go back to Africa. What would you do if we really went to Wakanda? <laughs> <laughs> and it's not about, and I don't even think it's a matter of I'm happiness. Gone. It's a matter of how how you're being treated in a country yeah. that you actually you built, from. designed, and, and everything. From. Yeah, and you're from, absolutely. So when you say if you're not happy here, hold on. We created show happy. So exactly. we can, you can pause right there because during the times that we were oppressed and still being oppressed in many many ways y'all was around here skipping through the darn um weeds and um fields Mm -hmm. so we created you you all sense of happiness so to say that is quite condescending and it's a lie on top of lies so well i just think we need to get to a point where we have to stop validating our worth with other people we need to start realizing the power that we have we're so powerful and so knowledgeable we have so much to offer to each other and it's just like we need to start uplifting each other in general there's no reason why we do not have more establishment in this country well it is a reason i mean they, we they know they why, do but, things but by, to... at this time we need we know what right. the game is but they do things like this they do things like uh burn down black wall street or you know destroy the things that we do to uplift our community because a lot of it came from being shut out of y'all circles it became being shut out of the 
you know, Western society's golden child, the white men in America, shutting us out of their situation circles. We had to go create our own. We created our own universities. We created our own businesses. But they did so many things to move the, the curve so much more forward. Like, okay, we followed this. We figured this out. So I did everything. Oh, now we're going to make it 10 times harder for y'all mm -hmm. to buy your own homes, to get the, the uh, loans you need to start your own business just because you're black. And it's like, why? Y'all don't want us to be a part of y'all. Y'all should be happy that we have our own thing going on that you don't have. But it's oppression. Y'all want to keep us oppressed it's and fear. remain uh, oppressed because it's like it's we've fear. done everything to keep y'all excluded from everything and y'all still getting back up and figuring something else out it's like come on and i think as far as realizing our vast contributions to western culture it's up to us to educate yes ourselves and the people who come behind us that look like us our children families whoever it is because they're not going to do it in school they teach you that our history started with slavery and ended with Mount, uh, martin luther king dying and it's so much more in between that and during that and after that, we have to educate ourselves. Yeah. They're not gonna they're not gonna take the time to put that in the textbooks at all. I mean, it's never been in our textbooks. Exactly. And they're Anything not gonna that do I learned it. as it relates to black history was nothing I ever learned in school. And you ever never will. <laughs> so that leads us right into in terms of Western culture and our um, how we've contributed, that leads us right into the current political administration and its effect on the neighborhood. I'm already exhausted with this. With this yeah. Thing. I just, my brain hurts. <laughs> I'm just going to say one thing on this because I feel like the political administration can be his own <laughs> TED talk, actually. <laughs> but, I, no, matter of fact, I'm not. Go ahead, Dee. <laughs> Wait, what's <laughs> your <laughs> um, I think what's happening in our current state of affairs as it relates to, um, the Trump regime, I think that <laughs> the what Trump regime, <laughs> the regime. It's not like you said regime. No, not regime. Regime, 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 regime. I love regime. <laughs> My lips are chapped. I need, I need some Vaseline. Vaseline. <laughs> um, I just think that this um, current administration is totally out of touch with the needs of what we need. Um, the fact that we still have to defend why Colin Kaepernick is kneeling. The fact that the fact that um we just had another shooting and then Sarah Huckabee Sanders says that's just a local <laughs> issue. It's not a, a national issue. There's no urgency there. It just shows on a daily basis that we are not a priority and we never will be. Never were. Yeah. And you know, even the in the Obama administration, I mean, he did all he could do, but I mean, everything he tried to do was completely voted down. And it's just, it's like they say, okay, after Trump leaves the office, oh, it's going to be so much better. And I'm like, no, no. He's messing up. the system is corrupt. Yeah. I, I, I personally don't believe in partisan parties. I just think it's some bullshit. I don't think we're ever going to get anything accomplished until all of that is just gone. We will never be fully bipartisan. That's just a bunch of BS. Um, I, I, I just feel like the whole system is completely corrupt. I don't know any politician right now that can move me. 
I think this whole political administration is using this term as a big money grab. It seems like everything that they're working towards is to put more money in their personal pockets and personal bank accounts versus helping the greater good, which means the all of the American people. And it just seems like they don't care about the things that really hit home with the everyday person. It's like the haves and the have-nots. And we see it every time something comes up, like all of these school shootings, they're telling these kids that it was one school that they told them that they're going to equip the teacher with a pail of rocks. Yeah. And if a shooter comes in, and a bat. grab the rocks mm -hmm. and throw it at an armed gunman who is yeah, coming there to kill people. Like, yeah. It's crazy. It like other teachers bats. And then all of this stuff is like giving can, giving can stop a bullet. Giving the teachers guns. Like that's not a good idea either. It's, it's just like they don't really care to understand what the majority of the world lives like. They feel like it's it everybody should be able to pull themselves up and be millionaires and be just pull people in positions yeah. of power mm -hmm. just like they they did and they are when they weren't given the same opportunities they didn't come from the same lines of legacy they didn't have the same education and there there are things that they need to help them get that way and all of these things you're taking them out of you're taking them out of schools you're taking them out of the world for just the opportunity nope we're gonna close that program down I mean, it's happened too many people along with yeah. bessie denono i mean what has she done <sighs> that is an asset to our educational system besides she doesn't even understand she doesn't, that, yeah. she doesn't even know, understand her job she can't spell it okay <laughs> What is she supposed to be doing? I mean, it's just it's a shit show. If Obama had done even a morsel, oh yeah, <laughs> what, if his family life, oh my god, screwed up, he would have been impeached on the first day. Mm -hmm. And I just think it's amazing that we have to sit here and just continue to watch this shit show. It's just so tired. I'm exhausted. Yeah. I hate talking Every day about it's it. It's something just, else. I think people do need to pay attention a little bit more to politics at the local level because that will directly impact your neighborhood. Pay attention to the things that they're taking out of your neighborhood. If you're like a fan of the community center and it helps your kids out, it gives them a place to go and it provides resources that school isn't necessarily giving them. Make sure you follow up with what's going on with those things that are actually helpful that you still have. In the neighborhood because the high level stuff is just, oh God, it's exhausting. But the local level, people need to understand that you need to vote in those elections Yeah, your as state well. representatives. Exactly. Are, we're supposedly their constituents, but I'm like, you don't really give a damn mm -mm. about anything that we need. It's just that out of touchness. It's yeah. just amazing to me. They really, some of these politicians just really live in their own little bubble. Exactly. They have no idea what anyone else needs. And they think that everybody that is bringing up an issue that is relevant is just a lazy complainer. And that's so far from the truth. Yeah. Okay. Complaining. So, in talking about this, when black folks say, because you, you just mentioned how we should pay attention to, obviously, which is smart, to pay attention to what's happening in politics on um, the U.S. government level was happening in D.C. on Capitol Hill, as well as what's happening in your local um, state government. So now with that being said, and I know we're specifically talking about the African-American race, this new movement of staying woke. Stay woke. 
I'm leaving. <laughs> now, I know, D, you've got some issues with folks that are, <laughs> let's see here, being fake woke and no tips. She calls and, them no tips. Yeah. I'm so I, <laughs> I don't know if I've ever encountered that directly. And I, we were going to let you share as you breathe through it. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, Janelle feels me. Y'all, y'all has encountered it too. If even has, if, even if it's just a recent Wait, give me an hate example. on well, Black Panther. Y'all yeah. going up for that movie. You haven't heard right that. I've not heard that. You my brother told me about that. It doesn't contribute to the black community. Why y'all going to see that movie? Right, what they need to get some money to the hood. I've heard people talking about people. Like how y'all are telling me this now. I've heard people do like Facebook lives about it. But I've not heard it though. It's a That's just one example. Well, I don't get is the misogyny towards black women um and then it's the whole trying to sound more intellectual than you are i could sit up here and say that the sky is blue then a no tap will say to me well if you really was understanding the plight of the black (laughs) man you would understand that the sky is not blue it's an essential color to the elegance of the oranges that pure race what the like fuck those are you ones talking that sound about? Like oh, they just boy, got out of jail. Yes, like you remember Shaza. how Damon Wayne used to like, do. What are you talking yeah. about? I just said the sky is blue. You what? What? You yeah. pseudo intellectual fool. What the hell are you talking about? I can't stand this extraness. Yeah. Just first of all, just say what you gotta say. Stop putting all these euphemisms. I, I just I cannot deal. Yeah. Just speak. And what you're saying is a bunch of. Blah, blah, rhetoric blah, blah, and blah, blah. crap and it's just it sounds like the parent on Charlie Brown <laughs> wah, 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 wah. it's just what are you talking about and then it's just I feel like some of the no taps it's just everything is always the black woman's fault mm. Every, it's just like the black woman needs to understand and support her man he's the king and he, yes you are kings but everything is not our fault we are not the making of your demise like what yeah. in the hell are you talking about why is this my fault <laughs> you did not support us what yeah but who, what the hell are you talking about it's just too much yeah a lot of it it's like it seems like they don't want nobody to be happy but a lot of it is like it's seemingly like they can't be happy about nothing. nothing. Like something they that a lot of black people are happy about. They come and say, see the white man got they y'all confused play. about what it really is. Y'all all happy about that movie uh, Black Panther and this is by uh, Stan Lee was white. He wrote the con- and it's just like, first of all, okay, I and, get then it. We like, live in and then America. they had to include a white man in Black Panther. First of all, I don't follow comic books but apparently the white man was in the other comic book movie so he had to keep yeah. it consistent with the plot. That's number one. And then, yes, complain about everything. everything. What are you happy. doing to fix the problem besides telling me that I'm ignorant? That's my biggest problem with it. It's like you now have what? this this stage, and all you want to do is complain, especially when you see somebody happy about something, enjoying something, be it pop culture or something else, and you just pissed off mad with nothing to offer. You ain't offering nothing but, like you said, rhetoric bullshit commentary that has absolutely nothing to do with anything that is going to help because if you calling something a problem i need you to come forth with 
a solution. solution and it's like what is why solution? are you mad if you have something meaningful to say and you have a plan of action i am more than willing to receive what you're saying but if all you're doing is calling me ignorant out of the first sentence it's all about delivery now you've called me ignorant so everything that you're saying after that i'm shut down now mm -hmm. because now you're just starting off wrong and then you're still not giving a solution to the problems that we both agree are in our community Sometimes. absolutely but i mean you know we we do agree that there's clearly well, yeah we know but it's like the things that they take issue with it's like, like it's not even the real problem it's like if I'm being entertained by something on television or I'm buying a particular shoe or this or that and it's like okay look we don't own the factories the planes the fields the crops the grocery stores everything like that so it's like you're not providing anybody with an alternative. I can see if you say, hey, stop spending your money in this place. This is a healthy alternative for us to move forward as a group of black people. Then that's something to consider. But you just talking shit. But yeah, just don't support anything that's not... Well, then, I guess you don't talk on yourself. Um, and, and, oh, those are the ones that kill me. You must live in a box that you exactly. build yourself. You must not drive a car. Exactly. I mean... Because you're on a platform like... Facebook or Instagram oh, talking about you, people you not supporting or supporting right. the white man. It's like you know Facebook is owned by Mark right. Zuckerberg as well as Instagram. I don't know who owns Twitter, but I know he ain't black. <laughs> and so it's like you're vo vocalizing your opinions about all of these different things on platforms that are making who richer? Not you. Right. Not nobody who look like but you. But what so are the it. solutions to the negative? They don't have them. They just what? like to sit up and complain. What what do y'all want me to do? Just just make a list. Because at this point, all I'm hearing is womp womp. Yeah. Womp womp womp. Damn it, man. All right. No, because honestly, like I've heard people talk about what you're talking about, but hearing it directly from the source, I've not come across it. They're That's everywhere. Amazing. I don't know how. They're everywhere. I, I, even, you don't know anybody from fam you. Mm -hmm. Nobody. Honestly, maybe we have to talk offline about this, but I don't. I mean, maybe I just don't pay attention to them. I mean, she I, probably don't pay attention. That's to what it is. It's there. It's the, I mean, it's everywhere. It's in your personal Girl. group of friends. It's in all it, forms yes. of social media. In the commentary, yes. in the in the posts. I don't read a lot of other people's comments. Sometimes I read the funny ones. Like I'll scan them, but I don't read like comments like if that. If you want to see some, just go to Amanda Seals Instagram. Oh yeah, page. they go off on they her. Go Tell her she don't do her. nothing to help black men. They, and they basically call her a uh, uh, what? The of the black. Yeah. Black man state or whatever, but if you want to see some comments, just go on her page because it's just ridiculous. And I'm married to a half tip. Uh, so uh, uh. Uh -huh. <laughs> you're being called out, Morris. Um, I call him half tip all the time. And I'm not gonna touch that. Moving on. So let's talk about since we talked about the fake ones and the folks that ain't shit. Let's talk about some people who have really made some um, strides in the black community that are not recognized on like the big screen. Like I know I, I follow a lot of small own like because um, I like African clothing and um, hair products oh, and bags and stuff. <laughs> so I follow a lot of small businesses like Origin on Instagram mm -hmm. and they have like the African Origin. bags, mm -hmm. um, grass fields. They have mm -hmm. a lot of good stuff. Zuva, I think I'm saying that yeah. correctly. 
um they're always at various festivals and such and then there's a, a whole bunch of other just like small um online shops that are black owned that cater to the things that i like to purchase with you know my play money so <laughs> <laughs> are there any other and then you know what else i i like too it came out about last year and I wish they would do this in, I think you mentioned that they do this in Tampa. They, somebody put out a list of all of the black festivals and yeah. music events that mm -hmm. are happening for 2017, 2018. I think most of them are just about over. But it would be nice if that same kind of list would come out for each city, major city in your um, yeah. state. And just be just like a cohesive, like just a comprehensive list, just like they did with that snapshot. Because I think I had it posted on my Instagram. It had all the events, the dates, where it was located, and the website you can go to to find out more information. I wish that there could be some sort of way for each town to have a list like that of just your black businesses, your black right. promoters, you know, whatever. So, oh, this is the I website. Think, I think that's part of what Black Wall Street does. It, it's turned into kind of like a directory now okay. a lot of them cater to like the chocolate cities and the major cities because there's so much and they get so much support and they're on it as far as the outreach and mm -hmm. support of what they're doing um but that's a very good resource there's always uh there's also another site that i came across called i don't do clubs and that's mm -hmm. one of the things oh. like for people in our age group but again that one truly caters to the major cities but it's all of these different events Events that you know sometimes black people we get in this rut of the only thing to do is to go out to the club on Friday and Saturday mm -hmm. and Sunday night and there are so many other things that are going on that people like to do so I think it's a good resource if you travel a lot it's called I don't do club I think it's I don't do clubs.com but they have an email list I'm on it and they have all of these different like cool events that are big small and in between that are for the black experience of people who want to engage in other activities besides clubs I also follow um this girl Jessica I'm not even going to try to say her last name I think she's a FAMU alum I know she's friends with a lot of FAMU alumni um, it's called the catch me if you can her lifestyle is basically traveling the whole world and she has created like a boutique travel agency that they'll put together an experience let's just say if it's a group of 10 of y'all that want to go to a place that is not like the hot spot it's not like Cancun or Dubai or all of these different places but all of these other places um, that they go and they they provide a photographer they pro they design like a set of things to do like the hot spots to hit and you can participate or not participate in those type of activities because you know some people are wanderers but they put together all of these different things and you know a puja a puja mm -hmm. is one of her for you know those pictures where yeah. it'll be a group of them she's one of the girls that are that's in charge of like the travel Organizing agency that. yeah and like alton uh elton anderson i don't know if you knew him from fam but he's like one of the photographers and they take these like amazing yeah. pictures and all of those types of things so that's another other thing that I follow, I also follow as we're starting this podcast now a lot of podcasters yeah. and obviously my favorite one is the read and yeah. then there's another one called cocktails where it's two um, black girls and they are um, they talk about their um, cocktails uh, cocks being their sexual escapades and then they, they do it really cute with like an intro to like a drink that they may be drinking during the episode or just a drink for you to have and the show is about all of their experiences and how they relate to them and it i think it's really really funny 
cute. Mm -hmm. So I think the idea is follow something that you want to participate in mm -hmm. and be a part of or see grow or just you know your interest lies even if you just like looking at the pictures some stuff like that those are small things that we can do to support each other especially in the black business experience and at this point it's very easy to find out where your like-minded people are in mm -hmm. your city like all you have to do is go to instagram and put in a hashtag, hashtag. Mm -hmm. and you can do like for me i'm always looking at black therapist page mm -hmm. and um empowering um instagram pages and bridget shout out to my girl bridget oh, life right. coach she, she like literally <laughs> oh, bridget. she's a life oh, coach yeah. i met her she's a life coach but she like changed my entire life so she's pretty awesome she's but I always met her out in of town Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but she went from corporate and then she went from corporate to go into life coaching full time and she's never been happier, but moving on. All right, guys. So now we're going to drop in and see what our listeners think about our podcast. So girls, what do you guys have? Okay. So I have two little <laughs> tidbits of feedback. Um, we've been getting a lot of love and powerful feedback that keep us going with this little podcast so i'm gonna read the first one and she said i loved it d was all inside of my virgo head trey was all over my single in my 30s heart and janelle has me reevaluating the younger <laughs> specimens i've come across i'm all the way here for how for it now black x hashtag black excellence and then there was another one that said, hey, G, I listened to the podcast. Awesome. You ladies did such a great job. Y'all did very well. It was real. Keep talking about relationships, black love, period, black culture, hell, everything black. Representation <laughs> matters. It was totally relatable in every way. Yes. And then on our latest podcast, The Shucking and Jiving of the Black Professional, from Lush Consulting, shout out to Lush Consulting. Hey, Andra. <laughs> Y'all hit everything on the nail. I always tell people to never let them see you sweat, and the people you work with are not your friends. I'm also glad to see the rise of entrepreneurship. Hoping to climb the corporate ladder as a black person is a dead end dream, and the data proves it. Looking forward to the next episode. So she is very pro entrepreneurship. True, 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 <laughs> true, 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 true. So let's go into our nostalgic notes, and we want to talk about the R and B. Who are you? Yeah. <laughs> Who? All of that. <laughs> <laughs> but that is so true. Yeah. song Yes. <laughs> so I mean, I don't think there was That's one awesome. that I didn't like. I love Male Silk. Groups. I think I got in trouble on Silk. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, Silk. Why is D over here jabbering? Even though H Town had that one hit that everybody loved, knocking the boots. Two. They had like three. Body rocking. Somebody oh, rocking. That was the first one. What was the other song? Emotions, Emotions make you cry sometimes. And then they did a remake on the um, a thin line between love yes, and H Town track. Yes, and then did. they had. I you. wanna be your part time. <laughs> <laughs> part time love. Black Valley. Who did that one? Uh, pressure. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> But um, I loved me some Jodeci. Listen. Yes. I mean, I had Jodeci. Unanimous. <laughs> Jodeci. And um, Silk. Silk High five. Yeah. Yes. 
It's so sad when the lead singer died from husband. I mean, freaking. I mean, I got yeah. intrigued. You, 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 you. <laughs> My daddy was like, <laughs> Not alcohol, but this. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but I also, I used to love. I'm sick of y'all. Trey, I'm sick of y'all. Y'all, we get excited yes. when we talk like, about it's, this it's kind of stuff. It's but good no, memories. I used to love Immature. Oh yeah. Oh my god, that whole album. I used to love um, Romeo. Oh, oh the really? one with the light Romeo, eyes. Romeo, here I go. Because you know, because you know, I was See, that I wasn't whole. that into immature like that. I used to, I used love, to love another bad creation, of course. Yes. New yeah. edition. Yes. Um. Hmm. Who else? There was some like some. Did you that like crisscross? I know that yeah. wasn't. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Crisscross. Um. I even like Color Me Bad. What about mm-hmm. the boys? The boys, yes. Down my yeah. head. Did y'all just Down hear the unsung? Yes. No, I missed it. You know they went to Africa. Oh, they they still, still over there. there. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Down my head. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that was on a different world? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's when music was just it great. Was it's fun. Just not good. Yeah. Now the R and B niggas trying to act like the rap niggas, and yeah. the rap niggas trying to use the auto tune to sound like the R and B dudes. It's just like it. And then now everything is over collaborated. That's when yeah. collaborations were cool and they were kind of sporadic. Now everything has to have a feature by this person or a feature by that person. And I like, can we have just some R and B? And some rap. Like, yeah. it doesn't have to be overly to be, yeah. collaborated. It's Tank too said much. something I thought was very poignant, and that was he said that, you know, nowadays, you know, they, they feel like R&B and the artist has kind of died. Even though you still have mm-hmm. people like Tank that are still making records, they're not doing, but they're not doing the numbers they used to do in no. the 90s and the early mm-hmm. 2000s. And he was saying, like, this is just such a microwave generation because yeah. rap, you can just put out. If it's well produced, mm-hmm. boom, put it out. Whereas real good love music, those take time to make those albums, but they are timeless. Yeah. Once they are, I mean, you. I mean, we still fucking the R. Kelly like. Well, yeah. No, was, no. Because the imagery that's put out in the hip hop is making R and B not as appreciated. Because yeah. every girl wanna be a bad bitch. Because that's what the dudes are saying that they want and like, and that's what's being promoted. So the R and B songs is like. You know, it made you, like, fantasize about relationships and made you think about being courted. Now, you don't have but to think do about, that. But think about your playlist. I mean, this I'm not, I'm not saying, like, personal. I'm talking about everybody. You think about most black people's, like, freak making love playlist. You're going to have Silk, Jodeci. You're going to have R. Kelly. As much as we don't like him right yeah, now. Yeah. You're going to... St- 12 Play is going to pop up and you're going to still go. Trying to separate the man from, from the music. music. He still gave I mean, us yeah, some was, good He has some little hits, but that child, he be Jesus. He does. He does. But them was whole albums that you could just let All right. ride. I ain't got no skips. Discover yourself. <laughs> yeah, I thought you discovered yourself. <laughs> now the other thing. Listen. Mm-hmm. Like we could do this all damn day. Yeah, 
so yeah. But unfortunately, we can't. We have to say goodbye to you guys. Yeah. So thanks for listening. And what's gonna be our next topic of discussion? Just so you guys can I'm have it on your mind. I'm still waiting to get our schedules together and get these men up in here. Ooh, pause. That's uh, my highest rated. <laughs> highest rated. Highest rated. Oh my god! <laughs> really? I think we're gonna do relationships again. Yeah, so we're gonna run People relationships really love back. Our relationship. Yeah, we're gonna be talking about a few other things that we didn't touch upon last time. So stay tuned. <laughs> stay stay tuned, well. Stay tuned. Oh, All right, guys. We're signing off. Bye. Bye.